Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I am Fergus, as you probably know already. Um, I'm joined today by Potsy and Scunny. Uh, it's just after the Everton game, uh, Freddie's last game. Arteta has been appointed. It's been a really, really hectic week uh, with Arsenal. And uh, we thought after the game and a different lineup and a different performance that we should just um, have a little bit of a chat. So I'm going to bring the lads in. Um, we're all going to be in together. Uh, Potsy, you're out tonight at six o'clock. So we've got um, we've only got a short period of time to get you in here. And uh, Mike's on the red wine. He's in the festive spirit. So uh, we like that too. <laughs> How are we doing, guys? Yeah, good, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um, I'm going to try and keep as positive as I can, to be honest, because I'm fed up with the negativity. Agreed. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so, so... We do, which way do we do this? Do we do the game first, or do we do our yeah? Pressure? Yeah, let's get the, the game, game out of the way. Okay, so what did we make of the lineup? It was a quite a different change in the lineup. And BT Sports were talking about uh, five changes, and that although it was Freddie who was in charge and Arteta was in the stands, that Arteta had a huge influence on on the uh, on the uh, on the side. Uh, no sign of Ozil whatsoever. Smith Rowe started. Uh, Willock started. Martinelli started. Lacazette on the bench. Aubameyang up front. Uh, Saka left back. We didn't have much choices at left back, in fairness. What did we make? Um, uh, Mike, you go first. Uh, Willock was on the bench, mate. He didn't start. Uh, on the bench, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, uh, I'm bound to get one wrong every game. I don't know <laughs> Louise wasn't even playing the last fucking game. Yeah, no. The last game. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, there we go. Uh, can't <laughs> do that one, Al. No, I can't. All live. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it was. Uh, in all fairness, I it was a poor game. It wasn't a brilliant game. I think it was two teams that wanted to try and do something, but both really didn't want to really make any mistakes before the new manager starts. Uh, Sorry for the noise in the background. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so if you can hear that, I apologise. I don't. I don't know what they're doing, mate. I think they're just wrecking the kitchen by the sounds of it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it was nice to see some they've youngsters. Nicked your, uh, they've nicked your red wine, mate. That's what they're doing. They haven't. They've all gone near that. <laughs> They'll be getting a foot in the face if they try going near that. Any of them? <laughs> no matter who it is, Legally, fine. Apparently, but no. But no, it's. Uh, I think it was a poor game overall. I think there was a few moments, but uh, but I would like to say that yeah, you know, a couple of the players, you know, especially a couple of the youngsters, I would say. But I wouldn't even call AMN a youngster anymore. He stepped up today, and Saka at left back. I thought he had an amazing game. Yes, yeah, Saka was was very impressive. I was impressed with Smith Rowe, uh, although he had a quiet first half at the start of the. Second half, he really uh, seemed to grow into the game. The first half was pretty turgid. Uh, there was uh, no shots on target by either side. And in actual fact, there was only two shots on target, which is the Arsenal uh, shots on target in the whole game. So these 12.30 kickoffs on a Saturday are, are generally pretty crap, aren't they? What's mm, it tend to be? Yeah. I think I'm the atmosphere in the stands are a bit crap as well because no one's had their alcohol yet. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true, man. This is true. <laughs> Listen, the 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 team lineup I was I was happy with. I didn't didn't really surprise me that Luis started because Socrates is obviously suspended. It didn't surprise me that Chaka played because Guendouzi deserves to be dropped the last couple of games he's played. He's been pretty poor in my opinion. So I wasn't like disappointed with many of the team selections. I liked the fact that we went young. I was surprised that Nelson was given the nod because I felt that Pepe could have just stayed in. Uh, I believe that Smith-Rowe definitely did more than Mesut Ozil did when he came on the other day, so I was glad that he started in that position. He ran around a bit more, I think, but I don't, I don't think he offered a lot, if I'm being honest. No, 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 but I'm talking about the team lineup. I'm not talking oh, about yeah. his performance as of yet. But when I saw the team lineup, I understood why Smith-Rowe was in it. But when I looked at the reason that Mesut Ozil was out was because of a foot injury. That must have been because he kicked his gloves off when he walked off, because that's the well, only thing say, I can what see. Did gloves have in it, what, what did they have in them? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about him because he didn't play. But I thought that the, the, the shining lights were actually our fullbacks, which is amazing considering that they weren't <laughs> our first choice fullbacks. Um, Saka was superb. I really like this lad. I think he gives a, a lot of effort and he's got some technical ability about him. Maitland-Niles really stepped up. Callum Chambers was uh, really good at the back and got man of the match. Uh, and Martinelli showed spells really going forward. But I have to say that I thought Aubameyang was really poor and I thought Nelson just... Is Reese Nelson just... Is that what Reese Nelson is? Is just Reese Nelson just not good enough? Is that him trying and he just isn't good enough? Because um, I wasn't... Go on. Was Aubameyang poor because he didn't get the service? He doesn't track back, we know that. But was he poor because he didn't get the service? No, I think mentally Aubameyang is finished. I think he's done. He's off in January. He's done. Tapped He's out. checked out. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't deny. I, I can't deny the fact that I agree with Dan. I think he has checked out. He he has put in performances before. Um, if you look at the Chelsea game, he was hunting down Hazard all over the place. So he, he can track back. He can do the work. But over the last couple of games, I've noticed with him with with his with his being playing, he's he's not playing up to. Uh, he's not playing up to what we'd expect. We know he's not. We know he's our front line. We wanted him in the middle. He's playing in the middle. I just don't think he's... He doesn't offer anything else but running at defences. He doesn't... He wasn't making any movement. He wasn't... You know, he's, he was what he was really static. And I agree that with the, with Nelson as well. He, they were quite static. They weren't trying to run at their defenders, you know, as we would expect them to do. So it's a case of... You know, it's it's just one of the things. I just think he's. I honestly think he's checked out. I just don't think he's interested mm-hmm. anymore. I think he's he's answering for that January move. I thought it was a lack of movement throughout. If I'm honest, up top, it was. I actually put. I'm going to say this now. I actually thought Chaka and Torreira were pretty good today. I mm. did not think they were poor, and they have been poor. But I don't think they were poor today. I think in front of them was the issue. Um, at the back, we weren't poor. We kept a clean sheet, which is a positive for, for sure. Um, but. The Aubameyang thing for me is frustrating and I don't know what we do now um, with the striker situation. Lacazette and Aubameyang look to be both quite upset. Don't really seem to me like they want to be there. I would take some money in January now for Aubameyang because I think there's some poison in this senior players and I think that Kalasanac, Chaka, Ozil, Aubameyang, Mustafi, Luis Socrates, 
they all need to go. We're not going to get rid of them in one window. So if we can get rid of perhaps maybe Chaka, Mustafi and Aubameyang in this window in January, then maybe we look at doing that. If we can get a loan for Ozil, maybe we look at doing that. I don't you, know, but you, it needs to be you, sorted. You sent me a text. Um, um, I don't know if you got it to, to hand, the WhatsApp you sent to me about the players that you get rid of. And uh, it, it, it totaled up £135 million. £235 million. Um, oh, my, 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 my car was reading it out to me, so it was uh, oh, right. metres rather than millions. So. Metres. <laughs> um, read out who you've got on that list. I'm trying to find it now, but I think I can remember it. I'm going to try and go from by, through what I rem- from memory because it was the other night. But basically, it was. Tell us what red wine you've got, um, Mike. What what red wine is it? Is it Malbec? Uh, Malbec. <laughs> Cab Sauv, I think. Cab <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, fine, fine. You got your text yet? We, we can talk about yeah, the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's wine, all good. I think I, I, I can understand where obviously Dan's coming from with this, and there is a lot of players, and I think it's the main seven that people would instantly go for with what he just said with, you know, with Aubameyang, Lacazette, Ozil, Xhaka, and <clears throat> Louise and Socrates. So it is going to be a case of, obviously, it's not going to be, that's not going to happen in one window. It's just not plausible to get rid of seven of them in one window. Even though we would love that to happen, it's just not going to be plausible. So it is going to be a case of having to, hang on for maybe two, two and a half seasons before we start to get rid of these players or they start mm-hmm. to leave. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I get where he's coming from with that and it needs to happen because there is that long-standing, you know, it's it's that case of influence that these players will be having on the youngsters and this influence that they're having doesn't seem to be the right influence that we would expect these players to do. So it's it's that entitled attitude where they feel that they should be winning things and, but don't want to work for it. And I, I think I think it's that exactly where um we'll talk about our in his press conference in a second, but I, I, I think that's where he hit a nerve with the fans that um we we want we want players who want to play for the club. We want people who who give a monkeys about our club. It's our club. We don't care if they get paid three hundred and fifty grand or thirty five grand a week, as long as they put that shirt on and they actually mm. want to play for the club. Well, and, this and is the that's thing. That's, that's what I, that's what I want to see. Dan, run through your list. Sorry, so you got Aubameyang, seventy million sold. This isn't in one window, by the way. This is over a car, a, car, a couple. Lacazette, yeah, Lacazette, sixty million. All right, then you look at Granite Chaka, 35, Lucas Torreira, 35, Mustafi, 5, Lewis, 5, Socrates, 5, and Kalasanach, 20. That adds up to 235 million. Um, Meza Ozil needs to be thrown into that mix as well. And I've not put a sum to him because I think it'll be a loan with uh, some of his wages being off as well. But that would be, for me, good. Get rid of him. Just get rid of those poisonous players. And I would rather, and I said this um, to um, to you earlier, Scunny, about where would we want, if we finished 8th, ninth, or 10th this season in the league, do we honestly believe that if we finished 8th, ninth, or 10th in the league with these young players, that we would finish any higher with any of the players on that list that I've just said? I'm nope. not sure if we would or not, because being I think some of them are poisonous. I honestly, I don't think we would. And if I'm being quite honest with you, I have sort of checked this season out. This season's gone for me now. With you, mate. Uh, with you. I don't, I don't feel that we're going to be challenging for Champions League. Possibly don't think we can challenge for Europa, depending on results that go on within this time. 
So it's a case of, right, if we aim low, if we get a surprise, brilliant. If not, let's keep it low and start again. We need that point now. We've we've got a new manager. I'm not overly confident, I'll admit. I've been I've not been amazed. I've not been we'll amazed we'll by this yet. That. We'll get into that. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. And it's a case of now it's now it's time for these players, right? We've got rid of Emery's gone, his philosophy's gone. Or is it's going to be going? It's time to step up. It's time to start showing and proving your worth. If you're not going to do that, the door's that way. Yep. So mm-hmm. it, it it needs to happen, and we need to start seeing this ruthlessness. That you know, I mean, even at Arsenal of old, that it we know is there. We need to see that ruthlessness, did, and did, that's what did, needs did to happen. See, did we see that ruthlessness with uh, the selection that we had on the pitch in Everton today? Um, you know, yeah. today. We- was our first clean sheet in 15 games. We did see some kind of ruthlessness. Yeah, obviously, I think a lot of it was down to, you know, one of them had an injury. One of them couldn't play because he was ineligible to play because of uh, yellow cards, you know, too many yellow cards and stuff. So, yeah, there was some kind of ruthlessness in there, you know, with with with, with Pepe not being on. If if Reese Nelson's got the um, nod over Pepe, then surely he's not doing something right in training or behind the doors. He's... You know, it's it's a case of is his attitude correct? If his attitude's not correct in the training ground or with anything else, then yes, he should be dropped. And I agree with that. The same for Lacazette as well. The reason why he probably didn't start over Aubameyang because Aubameyang's attitude isn't exactly brilliant. We all know what's been said with his brother and everything else. So it is a case of now it's it's time to it's yeah it's like Steve just said there. It's time to be realistic, and we need to you know we keep a level head. It's not going to happen in one it's not going to happen in one sitting any any of this that's going to happen whether we want transfers in transfers out it's not going to happen in one season or one half of a season you know it, it took Klopp two two and a half years to get Liverpool to where they are now so maybe we should give Arteta the same two and a half years to get you know to get the philosophy that he wants but again we'll go into that a bit for later on I think I think look, let's finish up on on the game because I, I can obviously hear we're, we've got more other things we want to talk. We're moving about. on, aren't we? Before we've even finished, <laughs> we, we we've hardly even touched on it. The game itself was a was a a, a dead rubber. Uh, it's a twelve thirty kickoff on a Saturday. They're already already um, generally a crap game anyway. The crowd, as you said, haven't had enough beer. They're not really up for it. I don't think the players are really up for it, even though that they should be. Um, we said there's no shots on target in the first half, only two shots afterwards. Um, I think uh, a nil-nil was a good result. I would have taken a point all day long, considering in April of uh, this year is where the rot started at Goodison. Uh, and our te- um, Emery went on to an eight-game uh, loss and the Europa League. So we've type of righted a wrong in the sense by at least keeping a clean sheet and at least getting a point away from home. So the positives on that, I thought seeing youth players on there was really, really positive. I thought Saka was uh, really, really good, but lucky he didn't get a red card at one point because that very raised high foot. He did get the the ball, but he he was on two very dodgy yellows beforehand. So he could have easily got a red card uh, for that on a, on a, um, that high tackle he done, no, um, no, he was watching the ball, mate. He had no idea that guy. No, 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 he got the ball. No, but I know listen, the referee, the referee made some silly like yellow cards on him about mm. 
the previous one about kicking the ball out. Yet again, Everton fan, uh, Everton players can kick seven bells out of our players and not get a yellow card. So uh, the referee was inconsistent, and because of his inconsistency, is where I mean he could have got a yellow card. Mm. Um, uh, so we've had our worst start, our worst run since 1975. I touched on before. Uh, we've had five wins out of 18 games. Uh, so it's our worst season so far since 1975. Arteta was in the stands. Arteta, uh, we're going to talk about more. Do you think, um, one, he hasn't got a backroom staff yet. Um, I know he's working on this, somebody called Steve Small. Haven't got a clue. He was at Borough. He was at City. He was at, no, he was at United uh, Barra, he's been at a load of different clubs, meant to have a lot of experience, never heard of him. Um, but he's building a backroom staff. Do you think he had um, much influence at half time today? Um, and do you think, um, what did you think of his um, press conference, Dan? I loved his press conference, Fergus. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was refreshing. I thought that you could tell, for instance, when he's, he understands where the fans are. And I thought the best thing that he answered was when they said, do you think that maybe the spirit's gone and there's something lost at this club? He's answered it perfectly by saying, that's what it looks like from the outside. And I thought that was superb because what he can now do is go in with whatever attitude he believes is the best to get out of that team. And I think he knows from what I saw on uh, Twitter today, he has told those players to work hard and I'm going to be watching you. And I'm going to be watching you when you lose the ball. And I'm going to be watching you when you walked around the pitch. And I'm going to be watching your effort. And I think that, for me, was the biggest thing. Because what we have seen in some of those youngsters today is Saka, is uh, even Callum Chambers, who's still a young lad, Maitland-Niles. We look at players like Smith-Rowe and Nelson and Martinelli that, although at times their quality lacked, I thought they were trying. And I didn't see anybody out there today that did not try and give the effort. That was why I was really frustrated with Aubameyang because he was the only one that I could. And then he's been one of our most consistent performers throughout the, his Arsenal career. And it just looks like he's checked out now. But with Arteta, <clears throat> his backroom staff, the only one I've heard of that I think we are trying to get is Steve Round. He was the one at Everton. Um, very experienced, a good coach. Um, who will be a good appointment. He was trying to get a couple from Man City, but Man City rightly so have said no. The other rumours I've heard is also Jabby Alonso and Xavi as well. So if we can yeah. get somebody else in who has a style like Arteta, um, then I think they need. he needs that. You know, he needs somebody alongside him that is on the same wavelength. He needs a right-hand man because I don't think Arsenal have had that since the Wenger and Pat Rice days. You know, we've seen Unai Emery and Bold, we've seen Mertesacker, we've seen Freddie Lundberg, and none of them have seemed to be allowed a voice. And I would like to have Arteta next to somebody and have that Pep and Arteta situation because you could see it was healthy at Manchester City. And I think that Arteta's learnt off one of the best. So let's hope now he can get somebody in that he can work alongside as well because that for me is extremely important. And, and Mike, um what did you what did you make of it uh, overall? Uh, the press conference, press conference. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and it, was, it was don't get me wrong, it was good press conference. I uh, I I think I messaged you a lot on our WhatsApp group. It was a it was a good pre press conference, but I've with the thing is I've heard it before we've had these press conferences, press conference that can't even bloody speak now the wine's getting to me. Uh We've had these press conferences before. Uh, we've had him from Edu. We've had him from Josh Cronke. We've had him from Emery. We've had him from... And now we're getting him from Arteta. What I want to see is action. I, I, 
this is what I want now. It's okay saying the words and everything else. And this is why I'm still keeping a level head on it. I'm not overly convinced because I do want to start seeing some action. And that action could come across by showing what we saw in today by leaving some of these players out and, you know, doing actually doing something. This is what I want to see, a bit of action. Okay. Uh, to be honest, uh, I... I, I didn't see the live press conference because when I about four or five o'clock, I was in the car um, and I saw in our uh, various chat groups that we've got people uh, waxing lyrical about how, how good it was, how uh, strong he was. I watched it last night about eight o'clock at night and uh, I put it on and I did send a message to us all. and I went, wow. Uh, I was impressed. I was very, very impressed with how he spoke, um, how intelligent he was for a young man. He's only 37 years of age. Uh, he's probably got to be the youngest manager in the Premier League, probably one of the youngest managers if you win the Champions League in Europa League, probably one of the youngest managers in Europe. Um, but I did caveat that with, with similar to what Mike said, um, it's the words. Uh, we've had words before. We had we were uh, talking about uh, uh, what was what was what did Emery say? It was all about um, pressing and uh, all, all, all lots of positive positive talk. He's media trained. Uh, the club will have uh, spent two, three days, despite what you hear in the press. He spent a few days being uh, trained to say what he's got to say. Um, but in saying that, wouldn't have been my choice, but I will support him 100%. Um, and I think every Arsenal fan, regardless of your position on Cronky, regardless on your uh, on your position on Wenger, on pick whatever position you want, um, should get behind Mikel Arteta at least until the end of this season, and in reality, pretty, uh, really should give him two, maybe three transfer windows um, because it takes time. We have got more issues at our club than we understand. There are more issues going on in that dressing room than we understand. Uh, Ozil is not, you know, the only problem. Abamyang had issues at um, Dortmund previously. Lacazette has never looked happy. I don't know anything else. I'm just looking from the outside, looking in. You've got Shaka, who's getting booed off the pitch by players, who's you know, shouldn't, in my view, be playing, who Hertha Berlin have apparently made uh, 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 um, 40 million about him. Um, we want 40 million. What I'm hearing from my people is that we've had a firm offer of 25 million, but our valuation okay. is 40 million. Um, it. 25 million, it's a bargain. Absolute it. bargain. We've given you wait, Dan. No, sorry, mate. I was the reason I was keeping quiet is because I had this um, discussion with people, and people disagreed. But I always said that twenty-five million. Let's just get rid of him because I just want him out of the club. People said yep. that we should be profiting on him, and we should be getting forty-five million or forty million. And I just disagree. I just want him gone out the side. I don't want him playing. I say again, I think he played well today, but I do want him gone because he is one of the five or six problems in his club, and Meza Urzel is another one. And this is why Mikel Arteta, and I know that we're touching on him. So I'll bring this up now. Unai Emery needed time because he was taken over from a manager in 22 years. 
Mikel Arteta needs even more time, boys, because this is an absolute shambles at the moment from top to bottom. So I'm going to be getting behind him 100%. And for all the fans that want to get toxic and start saying Arteta out, he's not the right man for us. We should be going for a manager that has been managed before. Then no, I'm not. I'm not having that. Let's get behind this guy. He believes he can do something special for us. The board, for whatever reason, have loved what he said. The fans like what he said. Now let's start seeing what you can do on the on the pitch because this is going to be a real tough job for him. This really is. If if, if any fan wants to target any negativity towards Arsenal Football Club, it should not be targeted towards um, the players in the main. Um, it should not be targeted towards the head coach. It should be targeted against which we talked about before, the people upstairs, excluding yep. Edu, which um, Edu, I think, understands the club. And I think he was, uh, Mike, you talked about, um, uh, and, and and Trev did on the last podcast, about saying that um, Raul and Vinay had a lot to answer for. Yep. And you named the, th- the three of the, of the management team and you didn't purposely name Edu because you felt that Edu understood at least well at least had some some credit in the bank from us arsenal fans well it's i don't think it's it's not just the credit in the bank from the arsenal fans i think he's only just come in this season you see. he's only just come in this season uh, they brought him in you know it's the, it's these guys who have brought edu in you know raul and vni made went for edu so it, it, he is their guy at this moment in time i can't go i can't so i can't name edu in this but we, when I say when we aim for someone, look, let's be realistic. The Cronkays are going nowhere, right? You're not gonna get someone out an ownership. These guys, well, that's, that's what I mean. These guys own the club. You're not. They get, they're not. Yeah, they're not gonna get. They're not gonna sell. There's no. There's no need for him to sell. So I think this is where I think people are targeting the wrong people. Now Arteta's come in. Raúl and V and I wanted Arteta eighteen months ago. They wanted him before Emery. He said no. Now they've got their man in Arteta. We shouldn't be, if if anything goes wrong, for instance, and I hope it doesn't, touch wood, I'm next to a table, touch wood, it doesn't go wrong. But I'm just saying, if anything does, we don't target the manager or the coach. We can't target him. We need to be going for these guys who's put in this job, who are were, who were put in this job by the Cronkies to run this football club. And that's Raul and V&A and the board they're the people who we need to be targeting if if anything goes wrong which again i seriously hope fingers crossed toes crossed whatever else it doesn't go wrong and i hope it does work out kai Kai chen has made a comment in the chat bar and people if you want to join in you can join in on facebook or, or youtube on the chat bar i said can we leave the word toxic and toxic fan base in 2019 that's how toxic goes out in 2020 mate (laughs) <laughs> What's that? Sorry, I said that's if the toxic goes out in 2020, i.e., January. Yeah, but no. What we need, I, I think, we were getting the, the theme of what we're trying to say is is we need to unite as a fan base, and we need to get back to our basics. Like, um, uh, I, I was going to hold this off a little bit, but Robbie Lyle at Arsenal Fans TV and Lee and a few of the others, and uh, less so Lee, but like, um. Robbie and the Arsenal fan TV people come onto onto uh, a lot of abuse uh, this evening up at Everton. Um, like them or loathe them, they're doing what they're doing. Um, I've 
been on Arsenal fans TV a couple of times. Um, normally, you? Under- you never told us that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> normally, under the uh, extreme influence of alcohol, that's what that does. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it, it has got its place, and Robbie has done. I, I've met Robbie loads of times. Uh, I've met some of the the others as well, and we and we all know Lee. Lee's our friend. He's he's one of us here on on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. He's been on same old Arsenal. He's been on several of the, and and he's a genuine Arsenal fan. Um. And the the fans just seem to be turning uh, against uh, the modern sort of way. They're turning on Facebook. They're turning on Twitter. They're turning against Arsenal fans TV. I think people are desperate just to get back into uh, into an old Arsenal. Thoughts, Steve? That's uh, Steve. Who's, that. who's Steve? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Uh, just Steve's Steve just commented, only that's what it is. Me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to touch on two things. Firstly, I'll come back to which is this point. One thing I just wanted to mention quickly about the Cronkies is something that I'd spoken to Scully about a couple of nights ago, which was the fact that if you go look at their American sports, they've got NFL and they've got hockey. Their NFL coach <clears throat> is a was an assistant who is now their main coach the ice hockey lad was someone from the lower divisions who was doing sort of equivalent of league two league one and he was promoted to it one of them's got to a final the other one's got to a, a, a were finalists so for me i'm sorry one's, one's finalists one's champions so that for me is why they're now looking at the Mikel Arteta thing what I would love to see from the Cronkies is them to listen. Because if I went and took over a baseball side, I wouldn't know the second thing about it. So what I would do is listen to people that had advice on it, but also the fans and what they wanted and try and connect to that. And that's what I'd love to see the Cronkies do. And that just isn't going to happen. As far as the fans are concerned and Arsenal Fan TV, I don't particularly like watching soaps. I don't like watching EastEnders or Coronation Street. I don't watch it. I don't slag it off, but I don't watch it. If you don't like something that someone does not do, do not slay it. Just don't watch it, yeah? If you've got nothing nice to say out of your mouth, please don't say it. Just just stick it. Stick to your opinions. Keep your opinions to yourself and move on with your day. Go to the pub and have a beer and say, oh, that arsehole fan TV lot we're all shouting and ranting again. That's a lot less offensive than all ganging up on somebody who is all he's trying to do is allow our fans to have a voice. So is that then that everyone is now going to start going up to guns and ribbons and same old Arsenal and start having to go at us because we're expressing our voice and opinions? Are we bad for the Arsenal Football Club? Fans are the most impossible people to unite. It is unreal. And I said this on the podcast last week or the week before that I do not believe that we are going to be able to unite these fan base because we have got toxic fans. And that is exactly what we are. And it gets to the stage now where people want to shout at anything and everything. And people want to start ganging up and surrounding people that have a camera. People want to start shouting into a camera. People want to start being keyboard warriors on Twitter and tell everyone how shockingly bad it is that we've appointed Mikel Arteta and that he needs to get out before we should not let be letting this happen. This is this is these people are the problem. They are the problem. And that's all I've got to say about it because I didn't want this to be a negative uh, podcast. But unfortunately, sometimes we need to look at ourselves as a fan base and realize why we are in this mess. Julian has um, commented, there's uh, quite a lot of comments in there, but Julian's commented and said um, other clubs uh, are feeding off it. But um, we had a message on on Arsenal fans forum and somebody was saying about um, AFTV and going, oh, what if there was a Tottenham uh, one? There is a Tottenham one. There are two Chelsea ones. There's a West Ham one. They've all copied. They all do it. Yeah. Robbie actually jumped on to 
it early. He found something that got, you know, people talking. Uh, I think some of the characters on there uh, lead uh, lead us to come into some ridicule with the likes of troops and uh, the uh, DT sometimes and some of his rants and so on. But, you know, it's the same with all other clubs. I, I've seen a hilarious one with some guy outside um, outside uh, the bowling ground and he can't even speak English, honestly. He's, he's East End and everything else, but he is just like absolutely polluted drunk and 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 talking on it and it, it, it's it's funny and we can all do that if you want to go around but uh, uh, Robbie Robbie has done something quite good I think Robbie needs to rethink maybe some of what he does it would be better to get uh, more uh, uh, regular fans on but as we know from doing this I think Robbie would admit that as well I think Robbie would admit that there's stuff that he's done wrong listen he's trial and error still this has only been a few years and I think what he's done there is allow people to speak and if people say that it's controversial or they don't like it then why are you listening to talk sport because that is as well why are you going on Twitter because that is as well just yeah, well, listen, this is what it is like now. This is society. It's moved on. Social media has moved on. Get on with it and concentrate on what matters. And that's what's on the pitch. Don't worry about what's going on around you. But people do because they love yeah, negativity. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a section of fans. Everyone's got them sections of fans that do want to do something like that. Everyone's got that section of fans who are more, let's say, passionate about how they want to speak. At the end of the day, if that's not for you, don't comment. Just find something that is for you there's plenty of podcasts there's live streams like what we're doing now if it's not for you join something like this watch this uh, and comment on there you know if you want mm. to do these sort of, if you want to comment and you know get your vent uh, vent a little bit if that's what you want to do there's plenty of things out there there's no need to do do what people are doing by being the way they are on twitter or on facebook and and even on the youtube pages and stuff like there's just no need for it you know it's end of the day it's 2019 a lot of these people are grown-ups act like a grown-up you wouldn't do this in front of somebody's face unless you were drunk for instance which we've all done before but it, it's a case of like if you don't Never. like it don't watch it watch something else you know it's mm. it's, it's and i think with, with the same media out there with the same faces and stuff that people talk about, I can see in the comments people are saying about it's just the same people all the time and all that. It's actually not. If you go into YouTube, the first three videos you'll see will be Claude DT and Troops. If you fancy scrolling down and listening to someone else, there's plenty more people on there. Yeah, Let's there be honest. There's, there's two sides. Exactly. Yeah, there, is, there is two yeah, sides. Fergus wasn't the first one. You know, you go onto YouTube and Fergus on it. Fergus wasn't the first name that popped up. You scroll down, you see it, you listen to Fergus. You listen to Graham on Same Old Arsenal. I love listening to Graham. You listen to people like Mo, I think he's got a great thing to say. Kenny Ken, people like that. If you want to speak to them, they don't sit and rant and scream at a camera. They talk sense. Some of them, not all of them. Dan, you, you, you know as well, because you, you've got your uh, POTS preview on same old Arsenal. You know how hard it is to get and, and, and to do this, to get Mike, to get you, to get uh, yeah. we've had Manny on before, to get people who actually can sit in front of a camera. Never mind, like, even talking in front of a microphone is hard for some people. But to actually s- sit here and put your opinion out there for everybody in this chat, on Facebook, on Twitter, to act absolutely slate you week in week out because you have said something they don't disagree uh, they don't agree with it is not easy to do it no. week in week out well that's yeah? the other thing that's the other thing as well in it if you don't like it so much do your own if you want to do that mm. by all means start a rival 
You know, there's plenty of room out there for rivals. Like I said, there's plenty of Arsenal podcasts. There's only really one AFTV. Start a rival. If, if you're that bothered about it so much, start a rival and bring in people that you want to speak to. And, and, and Mike, that option. Mike, Mike, Mike that's, that's a really good point because I'd love to do a little bit more. Me and Dan have talked something about something that might might do something next season or something like that, but it, it, it's very, very in, in its infancy. Um, but the amount of time that that takes, the amount of dedication that takes, and... For for what Robbie does, uh, it, it's it's really really difficult. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I I'm not saying to... it is. That's the thing, Fergus. I'm not saying it's going. It's not. It is difficult. Of course, it's difficult. It took me ages to, yeah. to 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 even talk properly. If you look back on the old Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast that we used to do with the recordings, I wasn't really speaking uh, very much. Yeah, uh, uh, a lot of the uh, time. So I wasn't <laughs> speaking very much. So it's take, it takes time for people to get used to it. But if you that if you complain that much, if you're one of the massive complainers about all these podcasts and everything else, by all means, start your own, do your own thing, and, and you'll see how it is for people. Oh, you know, and it is. Look you at you now. We can't shut you up now, can we? No, <laughs> especially when I've been on the wine. I'll carry on. It, it, I'll shut it, me out. It, no, 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 mate. It's it, it's absolutely brilliant, and and I, I, we've grown as a, as like a platform. We've grown from the audio versions. From you go back to episode. I think I, I listened to it last night because uh, I listened to Ars Bros. Uh, you you guys on Ars Bros. Non Arsenal podcast. <laughs> Listen, if things, if somebody's got nothing to do over Christmas and got no children anywhere within earshot of your speech. Earphones or whatever, get onto Arse Bros. It's one hour and 44 minutes. You will never get back again, but it's shocking. What I found about Rottweilers and Labradors, <laughs> I'll never. You're going to set me off again. <laughs> Lads, but 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 it's good. It's the community, and um, we're we're going to have Andrew Hinckley in from I, I think it's Andrew, and, well Andrew anywhere in from uh, Dahl Square on his podcast. We're going to have him in the new year. We're, we're a community. We just have a chat. We're we're all Arsenal fans, and that's what Robbie does, you know. But he's taking it to another level, um, and the guy's making a living out of it. Good luck to him, you know. Um, I think, as I said, alluded to earlier, he needs to rethink a little bit and maybe try and get uh, a bit more of the real fan base in there. I think people have got to remember about Robbie is as well is he hasn't just made a living out of it within the first time it went out there. It's taken time for him to make a living out of it. So if that's what he wants, four to years do, of funding. You're sorry. Four years of self-funding going to every game. Well, there you go, you see. So it's four years it's taken him to even get to this point where he is now. So it's taken time, you know, and not everybody wants to do that. You know, there's there's people like us out here who just do this as a hobby. We do it as a hobby. We like to point out, we like to vent, we like to get our points across. So it is that case of, you know, if you've got the time, you want to do it, go for it. If not, don't complain about it, you know. Sort it out yourself. Do your own thing. We were hoping to get um, old man Trevon from uh, from Liverpool because he's up been up at a Goodison Park. Um, I spoke to him literally just beforehand. Speaking, uh, I put him on speaker. Actually, speaking to him was probably is that a loose phrase? It was very, it was very, uh, very merry. I would say, Trev. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's in the festive spirit, isn't he? So, but he he's off to Bournemouth 
on Boxing Day. Um, what do we reckon on the Bournemouth game? I do. It's going to be um, it's going to be Mikel's first first game in charge. Um, thoughts? Listen, I think the next the next few games that we had, I predicted a loss today, and I was wrong, which was great because I really thought we were going to lose two one today. I went for a point against Bournemouth and I thought we'd lose to United and Chelsea because of the form that we're in. So I'm going to stick with a point and go for a um, a, a draw up at Bournemouth. Uh, listen, Arteta's first game. I've, I expect to see a similar side. I expect to see a similar side to today. I expect to see some youngsters in there. We haven't got a choice in some positions. So I expect to see some of the young lads still start. Um, and I'm going to go for a nick in a point up at, um, up at Bournemouth. Mike, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking straight more towards a draw as well. I think it's uh, not enough time to get Arteta in what he wants to do, yeah, especially from what he said on his press conference. So I think, yeah, I think a point. I think that's realistic, and I think we can we can manage a point. Yeah, so I'm, I, I predicted the loss today as well. I said three one. So uh, even I thought <laughs> even I got it well wrong. So uh, yeah, I think a point will be good. My first prediction was a one nil win to us away from home when that was heart more than head. And then when I uh, uh, realistically looked at everything, I went, I got for a one one. I actually predicted a draw. So I get a point, not three points on our prediction league, but I, at least I get a point. Um, I'm still going to be nowhere near the top. Um, at Bournemouth away, I, that was another one that I thought we, I, I thought we'd actually lose uh, going on previous form. But I think. Bournemouth haven't been fantastic, and I think we could get a narrow win there. More importantly, though, um, and towards the close, um, what do you think with the other two games we've got? We've got Chelsea at home and United at home. And, you know, new manager, new ethos, new fire in our bellies, more confident? Um. No, because I don't believe that in that short period of time through the festive period that we've got enough um, mentality in this side to get enough points to to hook us out of this trouble. Um, I was both happy with a point today. Both sides are no, not really that much better than us. Uh, they're not, no, but they've got a mentality that is better. They've got a young, hungry side in Chelsea that I believe understands what their manager wants from them in Frank Lampard. And Oni Gunnar Solskjaer is starting to now get the best out of players like Marcus Rashford, uh, Dan James, even Fred, who's I think is even playing a bit better now. McTominay in the middle. They seem to have a bit of an understanding. So for me, we couldn't beat them when we were playing well at Old Trafford when uh, Scunny Mike got absolutely soaked. So I don't think we're now going to uh, going to turn two three points at home. But listen, I hope I'm wrong, boys. I really do. I'd love Arteta to come in and it be a fresh, uh, an absolute like uh, slick, free flowing football. And we're like, wow, we're bang on with these youngsters. Let's go for it, and we'll get three points at uh, Bournemouth, and then we'll, we'll we'll beat Man United and Chelsea at home. But that's me being unrealistic. I think wishful thinking. Were Chelsea playing away at Burnley? They've lost no, one now. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Who's playing at Burnley then? Bournemouth. Uh, no, Burnley. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Right. Okay. Um, somebody at the front door, apparently. Someone at the front door. I've got my ring doorbells and it links <laughs> my Alexa. Um, Scotty, thoughts? Thoughts? 
Uh, I'm tending to. How many points? Sorry, before you go, how many points, Dan, do you think we're going to get out of those two games? Um, Out of the two games, as in Man United, Chelsea, or Bournemouth as well? You've already given Bournemouth. You you said sorry. Uh, Zero. I don't think we'll. I don't think. I think we'll lose both. Okay, Scotty. I'm I'm going to agree with Dan. Um, I can't not agree with him. I think we're just that slightly. I just don't think that philosophy of Arteta is going to come through straight away. I think it's going to take a bit of time. And I, I do honestly think as well that Man U are starting to hit a little bit of form. Chelsea have been hit and miss, but they have, when they hit form, they tend to destroy teams at the moment. You know, they, they're winning, you know, scoring four, three or four goals. So, I honestly don't think we're going to get much out of them. If we can get a draw out of one of them, at least, that'd be great. But I just can't see it. So I'm going to go the same. I'm going to say zero. But hopefully by the new year, I'm thinking, is that when we're going to start seeing some some of that philosophy take shape? Hmm. I'm, I'm, as I said, I, I think we'll nick it at Bournemouth. Um. Got to beat Man United because my brothers. I'm not at the Man United game, unfortunately, because I've got a very, very, very early um, airport run on uh, the following day. Um, I'm at the Chelsea game, um, and we're meeting up for Christmas beers um, with Trev and uh, anybody else who's down there. Uh, we'll probably start in the White Swan Coronet and go from there. I don't know. It's going to be messy. I've got my grandson with me, and I've got my uh, daughter's. <laughs> partner with me so um it would probably have to be the coronet because there's limited pubs that allow kids in so um I'll yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna say out of the remaining nine points that we've got on offer i'm gonna say that we get i i'm gonna go seven wow who you got yeah, you're going for a win at Bournemouth. For a Bournemouth win. So who's the other one? Win against Man United because of the time he will have had, and a draw against Chelsea. That's optimistic. I hope you're right. This is good shit. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Ferg, there's a good Ferg, there's a good comment from Matthew Barham, man. You need to put it up because it's so true. Can you see Where? it? Fourth one up. Fourth, uh, okay. I've lost control, so I can't put it up. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It would be a poor state of affairs when you can enjoy a Saturday night because Villa, Brighton, Norwich, Bournemouth lose instead of pulling further clear of Spurs and Chelsea. So true, isn't it, unfortunately? Matthew. Just stay in Germany, mate. Honestly, <laughs> don't, don't come over here. <laughs> uh, thank you for your comments. Listen, we've had quite a lot of comments. We've had some new people in there. We've had Uni, uh, obviously Kai's in there, Heath, uh, Big Steve. Um, we've had, uh, who else? We had Julian. Hello, Julian. It's your first time on the podcast. Um, and we, we, we've had a, a few other people on there as well. Um, hope you've enjoyed this um, and uh, we will do one probably uh, can't do it might be early on Saturday we'll have to see what when people are available but um, we will we will do one late uh, before before the new year starts but um, so uh, yeah we we will we will speak to you after Christmas so I'd like to wish old guns and yellow ribbons and Arsenal fans forum and same old Arsenal anybody else 
from uh, the Arsenal uh, community, Ars Bros and so on, a very Merry Christmas. Wish you a healthy and happy new year. Um, I hope uh, you've enjoyed watching what we do. Uh, we only do it for a laugh. Um, and as they say, up the arse. Up the arse. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.